This podcast is brought to you by GG Poker. GG Poker won huge tournaments and hold the Guinness World Record for the largest prize pool for an online poker tournament. As the world's biggest online poker room, GG Poker are making poker fun again. GG Poker offers exciting game formats and software features that aren't available anywhere else. So why play anywhere else? Plus, if you're new to GG Poker, get £60 free play when you make your first deposit of £10 or more. Players must be 18 plus. Full terms and conditions apply. Please see ggpoker.co.uk for details. BeGambleAware.org. Please play responsibly. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. State of Mind, it's a Tuesday bulletin, I'm your host Declan McConville, joined as per usual by Patrick McGill, Lawrence Conley, um, just to do my wee spiel at the start, if you're watching, click that like button, and if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel, um, we're trying to hit new targets for the subscribers, and it's always good to give us a like, because we're here to talk about Celtic, there's plenty to talk about, gents, we were on last week, just before the game against Bodo Glimt, Um Patrick, I was fearing for your life and that there probably could have been clips made up or the stuff you said about Bodo, but hopefully the Norwegian champion supporters haven't clicked on to us as of yet. And then we'll be talking about Dundee, 
Georgie Shakamakis. And I'm looking forward to this game on Thursday. Um, to kick off, Patrick, talk about your, your match day experience on Thursday um, and what, what you made of the game overall. Um, well, there was a bit of a dampener quite early on with that Bodo Glump goal on six minutes. Uh, so that didn't, didn't give us the best start to the game. Uh, you know, it's, it's a very well-worked goal. But to go one 0 down so early on is always very disappointing. Um, it was a bit tense and a bit close for the rest of the first half. Um, we were just talking about a chance that we had what a minute and fourteen seconds into the game. So uh, I think it's fine margins, but at the end of the day, they took their limited number of chances and we didn't, and we find ourselves two goals behind going into the second leg away in Norway. So it's a bit of a tricky situation we found ourselves in, but we just need to uh, stick to Ange ball and believe in ourselves and hopefully at least take it to extra time if not turn it around. Yeah, I don't think we're out of this as of yet. I don't think Bodo's seen anything near the kind of football that we can play um, in the group stages of the Europa League, Lawrence. We went to to Spain, we scored three goals over there. Um, granted, one of them was a consolation goal at the very end. We went to Germany, scored twice. And we went to Fenich Varos and scored three times. So I've certainly got a good, decent track record of uh, getting the results away from home in European football. I agree with you, Patty, in that the atmosphere, I think, changed very quick inside Celtic Park and first evening when we went down 1-0. But just before we came on air, I think, you know, I think we actually forget. We had a chance one minute, 15 seconds into the game. The ball comes into my head. It's a lovely wee slip ball through. It goes across. Bad is really unlucky not to actually get a wee touch on it. And if it went 1-0 up, minute and 15 seconds into the game um, you know I think it could have been a completely different game of football but again of course that is football um, Lawrence uh, SPR went Bodo in front 6 minutes very neat bit of play around their box um, what was your take on it because I know you're like myself a, a fan of Greg Taylor but you know he was left wanting for that goal and Celtic were left wanting really at that goal and it was just so quick and easy for a team that's not played in so long they were right at it and in 6 minutes they capitalised yeah, look, listen, I've just been focusing on this game for the, the past three weeks or so, but it's half time. You know, they had three chances and they, they took three chances. We'd way more chances, just unfortunately they didn't take as many as them. So I, I think it's still all to play for. You know, at the end of the day, there was three chances they had, unfortunately, scored all three, but we've touched on it. We, did, we scored in Betis, uh, but we scored in Spain, we scored in Germany. You know, no doubt we could turn this around if we turn up. Especially with Yakimakis looking bang in form, 16 touches, three goals. He's best just not try to control the ball, isn't he? It's just best, best first touch back in it. Seems to be uh, his game. Yeah, um, Hamish Carton picked up in one of his videos on this in 67 Hill Hill, Patrick. The, the, the big man, I think all his goals, practically at Celtic so far, I think every single one of his goals have been one-touch finishes. His first goal against St Johnston, you know, it's the, the ball across for Juranovic, I think. And bang, there he's there. That might be. I think it's Juranovic. Juranovic is involved either. He's either second assist or uh, he actually gets the assist in that one. And he's just showed about his class. But we'll get to uh, Georges Jacques when we come on to the Dundee game. Patrick, those goals that I've spoken about, you know, in the Europa League group stages, th- does that fall you a bit of confidence that we've proved this season that we can go away from home in, in Europe and scored goals as well as that in the game? You know, with Bodo, four shots and target, three goals. They were, they were clinical, and that's what the manager says, you know. They were clinical. Um, I think it's 
you know, and on Thursday night's a good opportunity for us to be clinical. And again, you don't know what can happen at the start of a game of football. If we get a chance like that presented, one minute, 15 seconds in like we did at Celtic Park, could be a completely different game again. Yeah, 100%. And, um, you know, there was two games this season. I think it was uh, Alkmaar and Fairbank Varos. You know, Abada crosses it to Kyogo and we score after two minutes. And Kyogo won't be available. But if we score after two minutes for the third European away match this season, that would give us a hell of a start. Um, I can't see them being that clinical again. Three goals from four shots on target? Surely not. Um, I do fancy us to score two or three goals. Or I think it's certainly possible that we can score two or three goals. It's whether or not we are able to keep a clean sheet. Because I can't see us winning 5-2 or anything like that. Um, but again, you just need to stick to the game plan. It's worked all season. Um, to a lesser extent in Europe. But we are getting better every single week. So we just need to keep trying to play to our best. We know it's a tough game. But you know, if you want to develop it and you want to improve, you need to... You need to overcome these hurdles, especially in Europe, and um, I'm sure Angel will be fully concentrating on that. Um, get a lot of comments coming in saying good afternoon, Martin, Robert. There just before Paul coming in to say good afternoon, Lawrence. People are picking up on your dress today, wondering if you're, you're heading to the court. So I hope you're not heading to the court. Um, I don't know what you'd be heading to the court for, but you know, I know you can have quite wild night suit and stuff, so hope that's not the case. Um, Lawrence, what did you make of the way we pressed the game on Thursday? Because I thought at times we did look out of possession, a wee bit lost, um, and I thought I was really, really impressed with, with Bodo's um, tactics in the game. They, they almost did what Liverpool do and playing that kind of 2 3 5 formation, just leaving the two centre backs, letting the defensive midfielder drop right in with the two wing backs. I mean, the ball went to the front five. We looked as if we were horses for courses at times. I thought our midfield was wrong. Uh, I, I thought there was holes all over it. I'm not too sure O'Reilly and Rogic worked well together there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's maybe why we looked a wee bit that the, the press wasn't working right. You know, I, I think, you know, as much as Rogic is now doing 90 minutes, I still think, you know, other people need to do his pressing for him. Uh, so I just, I just think we had the midfield line up wrong and that probably affected his... You know when we're pressing and when and I'll just let them slide balls through it well almost it looked like so look it, it's half time I'm sure Angel uh, reflect on it our forwards weren't on fire there but you, you, you know it, it looks as if we'll get a return to form they're going to be without their keeper or without their first choice keeper so it's still all to play for you know you know there's no away goals thank goodness you know that'd be a bit, a bit too overturned so, yeah, listen, we could, we could still do it. And you could still be on the hook for two tickets on the 25th of May. Hopefully, I hope so. Um, Patrick, what was your take on Celtic in and out of possession? Because I think uh, I'm in agreement with Lawrence on that it probably wasn't the game to try Rogic and O'Reilly in the same team. And both of them, um, you know, kind of scrapped the talk, talked about six, eights, and tens in that midfield. But, you know, both of them were kind of hugging the halfway line in uh, Thursday evening. And just, you know, I think if you look at the first goal, yes, Taylor's very poor, but you'd still expect those two midfielders to try and get in at the play, and the two of them are you know, they're left wanting, they're, they're way behind, and even in the game, um, they just weren't there. And, and again, I want to bring up this, it was a conversation you and I had last week, Tom Rogic in European football for Celtic. Um, does his game suit it, or should we just be focusing on Big Tom and the domestic games? Because as of yet, 
Um, I think a lot of Celtic fans will be looking at him over his course of his Celtic career, having not did too much when it gets to the group stages or, or latter stages of tournaments. Um, key player, certainly in qualifying, but after that, I just I, I don't know what it is. Patrick, what's your take on that? Yeah, I don't think he's suited to most European games. I'm sure there are some games, you know, Betis, you know, playing Spain, it's a much slower tempo. You know, in Europe, it, it, it does quicken up. So, you know, he, he could play against a team like a Betis. Ferenc Varos are, you know, no, no disrespect to a lesser level to Celtic. You know, Bodo are as well, but we've seen that they're actually a better team um, than Celtic. Well, certainly played better over the 90 minutes on Thursday. But I think games against Bodo Glimp, games against top-tier European sides like Leverkusen, I don't think you can rely on Tom Rodgers, to be honest. Um, there was moments, and I think it was halfway through the first half on Thursday night, you know, you had Jota, eh, Maeda and Abada, and they were just sort of leaving the Bodo back four. They they weren't particularly pressing. They sort of went to the full-backs, but they left the two centre-halves to do what they wanted. And I thought, that that's not the way that we normally play. We don't give anyone any time at all. Um, so it's as if it was a different game plan, which was a bit confusing. Um, and again, Tom, I thought, just lost the ball far too often. I don't think he's, I don't think he's got the running in him to be pressing the way that we need to press in Europe in order to um, get the keep, our, keep our keep our consistency and keep our performance levels up. I, um, and I think you know we saw the same problem with Turnbull earlier in the season. You know, people said he wasn't fast enough, wasn't athletic enough, and that was probably right at the time he came on a bit, as did Vojic. But I think. Still at this level, they're probably not the quality that's required. No, um, there's certainly, you know, even Rio Hitati wasn't, you know, wasn't included in first season. And again, you don't know what he could have gave us. I think at the start of the derby game, um, if we, we go back to that game, we were very aggressive in our press right away from the off and you could see what we were wanting to do. We didn't really have that in first season. I think that sucker punch goal at the very start of the game just... You know, took the spark if there was any spark in his right out of us. Uh, Lawrence Michael McDonald's came in in the comments to say that he believes that that Europe is for next season. What what is your take on this one? Because I, I still would like Celtic to to win in first year, and I want us to win every game. I think for momentum purposes, um, it was disappointing to obviously lose in Thursday, as you rightly said, it's half time in this tie, and you know I know that Patrick feels very strongly in this that the eighteen year hoodoo of not winning a, a knockout tie after Christmas, it'd be great to get that monkey off the back. So I, I think if maybe we reflect where we were at the beginning of the season, and I think anything in Europe's a bonus. But I, no, I agree, agree with you that I want to progress on it, but I think it's a, a bonus. Next year I'd expect us to do something in Europe. I'd be more expecting of it. But I think we've exceeded our expectations so far, both in, in the league and in Europe. So, but, you know, we're top of the league. It's half-time. You, you, there's, there's nothing to stop us going on and run it if we put in a good performance. So, yeah, I, I just got us way ahead of where we should be as a team. But yeah, I, I think we should go for it and try and win this game. And it's a st- the style of football Ange plays. He always talks about this. He only knows one style of football. It's attacking football. It's trying to win the game. So I, I wouldn't expect him to do anything different there. If he does, you know, what's the message to the team? It, you do lose a bit of momentum, don't you? You know, but let's not go for it. Let's just let let this tie go and concentrate in the league. So I think uh, I don't know a few boys remember when Wimbledon were going for a league and cup double, and 
way, way, way back in, in the man. Come on, look at his face. Come on. There's Peter Max videos out there that I'm sure it'll cover this. Uh, broken ear said it for him. Just concentrating on the league. And it kind of, I think, was the wrong message. Just saying, look, just try one one round and both. And they seem to falter after, after that. So I, I think, yeah, given the message to a team to, you know, ease up, this isn't as important. I'm not putting out full strength teams, kind of. The long for, wrong philosophy. It's not Ange Ball, is it? You know, Ange Ball's to go. It's half time. Right, we're getting beat, but we can still turn this round and win it. 100%. And he said that in his Stan Sport interview uh, last week, Lawrence, that, you know, Patrick, he said that if you want him to go out there and set up a team to get a draw, he can't do it. He wants to win every single game of football. That's the right thing to be saying as a Celtic manager. Um, I agree with Donald Matheson here, who says full strength team on Thursday, led by George's Giacomakis. A must-this can still be done. I totally agree with that. Patrick, I'm a great believer in that if we do progress in Europe, get good results in Europe, that the domestic game takes care of itself. Yeah, I mean, you'd like to hope so. Um, you know, I, I was quite perplexed. I think we both said on here that we thought Hatati and Yakimaki should start on Thursday night. Ended up going with Roderick and Maeda. Um, I'm not sure that's what cost us the game, but I, I think it, it upset our tempo. You know, I think we'd started X number of games in a row with Yakimakis up front. He got his goal against Wraith. Hatati was absolutely in fire. I don't know if we were resting him. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what that was about. Um, but I thought those two players should have started. And you know, I think Hatati, arguably, are on form our best midfielder at the minute. Uh, I just think you need to, need to play your best players. I think the other concern for Celtic would be that we've spent a lot of money on a lot of players. And I said on here last week that I thought we had better players than Bodo Glimt, and I still think that we do have better players than Bodo Glimt. However, I'm not sure if four million pound Carl Starfelt gets into the Bodo Glimp team. I'm not sure if three million pound Greg Taylor gets into the Bodo Glimp team. Before the game, I'd have said that you know that those two players are better than anything Bodo Glimp have. But then you watch the system Bodo Glimp. Aye, the system that they play, everyone is so drilled and so sharp to their system that they know what they're doing and. Their centre-halves looked a lot more comfortable passing out from the back than ours did. Um, so it's a difficult one because, you know, Starfield's a good player, Carter Vickers is a good player, and yet they are outplayed by the Norwegian champion centre-halves. It's, it's a difficult one to stomach and it's a difficult one to take because you don't actually know where you need to go from here because you're mm. spending £10 million on two centre-backs and they're being outclassed by a team on, on the back. nowhere near. On the fullback pass as well, when he was a right back playing at left back, they've just bought him. So I think this guy's possibly his debut for Bodo, a competitive debut for Bodo. So um, I saw a comment earlier on, sorry to deflate this gentleman's afternoon, but there's absolutely no chance we're going to be buying him because just, they've just got him. But again, that ties in absolutely with what you're saying there, Patrick. And that as a team, they were so well drilled that they could shift the right back over at left back, something we did on Sunday. Again, it works okay for us domestically. And he fits the system so, so well. Um, sorry to cut you off on that one, Patrick. You wouldn't add anything else into that, but you were saying there about players just not being at the, the same kind of, you know, drilled level that you, that you think Celtic players are at. No, it's, um, you know, we've seen Tom Roger plenty of times this season, you know, playing like a player of the year performance. And, you know, we've seen him so many times. You know, the, the two whole Rogers seasons, he was absolutely immense. 
I don't think he did win player. Yeah. Aye, I don't think he did win player of the year. He didn't. But no, Scott Sinclair, um, Scott Brown, both years. Yeah. Um, and yet, in Europe, it's just a, it's a different type of football. It's a different level, and I think it actually shows how poor Scottish football is to an extent because. You know, fifty percent of the time we are blowing teams away. You know, in first halves this season, you know, uh, Hibernian, Dundee. You know, we, we've been through it all before. Mother. There is now such a gap between Scottish football and Celtic, and then Celtic and the rest of Europe, and you, you sort of wonder where we go from here. To be honest, well, yeah. Um, Paul Cockrell, one of our usual Tuesday contributors, Lawrence came in to say, try win the league, then focus in Europe next time. Um, that, that ties in just with what Patrick's saying there perfectly. Should the focus and the eggs all be in one basket, looking towards that, that monetary income that can come with winning the league this year? Because if we win this, the league this year, um, there's obviously still the chance that if whoever goes on to win the Champions League hasn't already qualified, Celtic might not get that place, or the winners of the league might not get that place. But should that be where we were looking towards, more importantly, and trying to build on you know income coming into the club, and trying to get the club where we are, or is it just the case that this Celtic squad team is still very early in its uh, evolution of Ange Postecoglou, and results in Europe and progress will come eventually, given time? Listen, progress will definitely come given time, but you know the, the, the league, it, it, you know, it's priority number one, isn't it? You, you want to regain the, the championship, but you know, if you had a choice just now over the, the one in the Conference League, you know, you're second European trophy or, or, or one in the league. I, I, no, I'm not too sure. But there's no reason why we can't win both, you know, but we've got a bit of cushion in the league now, you know. Three points, number of goals ahead, but we're going well. And I, I just think changing the team up, and, you know, we saw against the likes of Arlo, that's some of the boys that we, we brought in when we tried to play are maybe not the first 11. They, they just went up to the mark, were they? It's... So for me, I'd be going to try and win it, and I don't think it's kind of an either or here. Putting out your first team, I know it's on plastic pitches that they've not been the kindest to us. But if we put out the first team and we win, you'd expect us to get a, a huge lift off to that. You know, going Absolutely. into pace you know, yeah. you know, they would be sky high, wouldn't they, if they overturn that result? So, but saying that, we're going to play Hibs. Maloney's uh, looks to get them, but looks to have. Weathered the storm a wee bit there, he was waving a bit, but a couple of good goals at the weekends definitely got will have them up for the game. But for me, it's strongest 11 both games. Uh, as long as that strongest 11 is not O'Reilly and Logic in the same midfield, <laughs> I think I think it just didn't work, did it? It's yeah. unless again it's going to come with time, but again, as you say, it's not a game to be the experiment. And uh, but I totally agree with Lawrence, I think for me, it's strongest 11 both games I know that's a, a tagline today because it's been a discussion that's been going around with people um, but I totally agree I think if we get the wind party over there and then Norway and they have to circle on Thursday the momentum that would give us going on the Easter road to be huge um, but again it's a very tricky tie um, again when our other usual regular Tuesday contributors I think we know it's not Gavin Stacking because they're probably in training at this point in time and having his lunch um, if he's having his lunch and he's tuning in then fair play to him but uh, He's saying that Big Gigi looks like it might be a bargain. Let's hope he's going to do the number seven jersey justice. Who was the last player to wear a number seven jersey for Celtic? Jensen scored a hat trick. There's a quiz question of the day. Any two, you know? I'll make a pass on that. I'll go Henrik, but I don't think it is him. Lawrence? 
No, I don't know, no. Uh, no. Robbie Keane, who Robbie. we're not going to talk about because Robbie <laughs> seems to have a wee bit of revisionism um, and seems to be one of these strange uh, players who, uh, you know, didn't play for Celtic, but then is going and playing in some uh, you know, world of living in a, a game uh, in the summer, which is a bit strange, but hey-ho. Um, it's good to see that the other Kino, yeah, well, the other Kino um, was opening, I think it was like in a homeless shelter place in, in Cork at the weekend, and the photos on Twitter, if you've not checked out, and there's a guy there with him, you know, I'm a big Roy Keane fan, obviously, the Celtic Man United connection, and there he's there with that, that green kit that we wore in his debut, um, away to Clyde, he'd signed the guy's jersey, and he's standing with the, the old Celtic top, so... I hope uh, Roy Keane still takes an interest in Celtic just as long as he doesn't fancy the gaffer's job anytime mm-hmm. soon. Um, as much as I like him as a, a, a pundit and uh, as a football personality, no chance. Um, to go back to the Bodo game, because we're trying to cover obviously Dundee and look forward to Thursday. Um, Patrick, we got the two chances after half-time. Jota kind of came to life. It's a decent enough save from the goalkeeper, Maeda has a chance the goalie hits off his, his shoulder, but then Pellegrino, 55 minutes, bang. Um, again, Greg Taylor's left wanting. Um, what what were your thoughts on, on that goal at 2-0? And did you think that at that point, you know, we're done here, or did you still think there was still a chance we could get in it? I thought there was still a goal in us at that point, but it was a really, really poor goal to concede, and, you know, 10 minutes after half-time is never good to, to concede a goal. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a sucker punch, that. Um you know, he's on the deck, that guy. Uh, I think it's Solback in his name is. He's on the deck for a good five minutes. And then we sort of, we lose possession, they go to the park. He sort of makes a miraculous recovery, you know, I think. Sort of divine intervention there. Uh, you know, he's in serious amounts too of much time there. at that chapel, Patrick. Divine <laughs> interventions. Told you about this. Uh, Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. But I, he suddenly gets to his feet, um, breezes past Greg Taylor uh, all too easily, uh, squares it to um, Pellegrino, Pellegrino, uh, Pellegrino. Um, Pellegrino. Hearts, on, hearts on the deck, thinking he's going to hit it first time, and you know he's just got an empty net. Uh, the, the flick's lovely, is, by the way, I must say. The, the B flick on is very yeah, nice, uh-huh. and they probably possibly got a penalty because uh, he gets clattered with the flick. It's a really nice, nice yeah. finish. You know, the flick makes a goal. I've only seen it back the once. Is it definitely onside? Because I know yes, he's one hundred percent off. He's one hundred percent onside, and again, play yeah, the whistle. Yeah. You see, you're it standing with a hand up. Play the whistle. Taking lessons for Craig Gordon there. Um, yes, nice hand up at every goal. Uh, but no, it's it, it totally deflates the atmosphere. You know, it's hard to 
gee a crowd up when you're two nothing down and you know there's something like 130 minutes left in the tie but there's only about 40 minutes left in the game the best case scenario is a draw and you know we get that Maeda goal and it really does lift the crowd but just like Copenhagen you know we immediately concede another it's it's incredible the the parallels and the similarities Um, I I can't remember Greg Taylor having a a worse game for Celtic Um, I know he was caught wanting that Copenhagen tie as well but he was playing left wing back and he's not a left wing back he was playing in his natural position this time and he was found wanting several times on the night. It's I don't a think the system helped him. I don't think the system helped him at all either. No, you know. You know. Uh, you can often find yourself blaming individuals for something that you know that is wrong with the system and I think that's probably what happened. Yeah. But, but I at do the same time, he definitely played yeah. yeah, he definitely played badly. And I oh. think I seen a, a graph um yesterday that uh, Dundee targeted our left hand side uh, with goal kicks, and something like 27 out of 30 goal kicks actually found a Dundee player. So that shows you our left hand side, people are targeting it. And it didn't really work for Dundee. I mean, they did almost hold us to a draw, but you know, our quality showed in the end. Um, but you know, just on, on Europe in general, a lot of people say, you know, oh, we should focus in the league, or we shouldn't focus in the league, focus in Europe, the league takes care of itself. I think this time it's very different because the league is effectively worth something like £35 million and it's never been like that before. You know, all through the attempted 10 in a row, you're focusing on the league just for the sake of a league title whereas now you're focusing on it to take a, you know, it's a financial step up. Mm. Uh, Not only that, you're depriving other teams in Scotland of £35 million that they most desperately want. So it's a massive financial uh, asset to have this season. So, I think focusing on the league might not be a bad thing. No, um, but again, you know, you're talking about that drop down money again. That that strengthens the league. What you're going back to other Patrick about the, the gap in quality between the SPFL size and the, and the Premier League and uh, you know the big two, uh, if you will. Uh, you know, it's there to see. Um, and, and even on that, you know, when you look at it, the money is absolutely massive. How that money's invested into the club is obviously. You know, a different thing last summer, you know, £10 million between two players, two that are likely to get shipped out. It's about using that money wisely, but I would uh, trust Ange Postacoglu to, to use that money wisely. Um, Lawrence, we got back into the game with that header from Maeda. It's a great cross from Juranovic, cracking header. But um, I think there was a lot of people like Copenhagen where we seem to panic. We get excited at that point in time. We've got a goal back. It should just be a case of calming right down, getting a bit of control of the game again. Bodo just went right at us and they get the deflected goal. And again, you know, the goal, Vettelson's goal, it doesn't happen in every game. But, you know, he's taking the strike on, he's seen the gap and bang, it's went into the back of the net. And that's it at that point in time, 3-1. Listen, there's a bit of good fortune about it, you know, it's deflection. As you say, you don't close up for five minutes and then go for it. But we didn't much lock it on the night because they had two penalties for bar, you know, for players straying offside, you know. Mm. So, and then another, another game where a bit of luck, those boys don't stray off, offside and we got a couple of penalties. So, we didn't have much going for us. They didn't have many chances. I think we had, you know, we had more of the ball, we had more passes. I think it was 12 corners to nothing. I, I, I don't think the second half, yeah, or sorry, the second tie is beyond us, beyond us, I'm saying the second half, but, you know, it is only half time. 
I think we, we could easily turn this around. Just need to learn how to play in plastic. You know, and if, if we can turn this around over there, you never know, it might give us some hope for beating Livingston away. Um, Lawrence Brown Warriors digging you up because I, I remember this podcast and he's asking you again and he's still not convinced that Jackie Marcus is good enough for Celtic. So, you know, it's three goals. Uh, Hattrick, brilliant performance, but I wasn't convinced by his earlier performances when he's not scoring and missing chances. You know, uh, hopefully he can continue those, these performances and continue getting his goals. But, you know, it's going to be over the long term. What is that? Uh, Morrison said it's over kind of 900 minutes before he, before he judges, but he was missing some chances uh, in other games. I mean, fr- I thought he had a crack in 60 minutes against Rangers. I thought that was probably his best 60 minutes up to that point. But he looked, uh, looked to put, be putting in a lot more effort and closing down a lot better than that we hadn't seen him before. Away to Arlo, I thought it was terrible, you know. So hopefully he continues scoring goals. But is one hat-trick going to convince me that, you know, he's our answer at centre-forward and he's now first-choice centre-forward? Not yet, you know. I'd, if Kyogo was fit, I'd say he'd start in front of him. He's probably put himself starting in front of Maeda. In fact, last Tuesday, all three of us had him starting instead of Maeda. But, yeah. you know, I, I think he's got to do more than score three goals against Dundee. If he scores three against Bodo Glumped away, you know, it would go a long way to convincing me. You'll have his name tattooed. If he's got a hat to the Bodo, <laughs> me and Patrick will chip in for an hour with that for the deal for you. Um, but Patrick, you, you can get it done on the 25th of May when you're giving us the, the tickets <laughs> over in Albania. You get your heart set in this, by the way. You're going to be going on to this to me. As I mean, you know, um, Celtic really need to get a result so you can continue this part of me. Um, but Patrick, see what you were talking about the Champions League earlier. Last time Champions League music played at Celtic Park, December 2017. And we get beaten by Anderlecht. Um, it's a long, long time. Be five years if we don't do it this year. So we don't want that to happen. Um, and you can see, you know, you can see the level and the change of European competition as well. That teams in the Champions League. Look at Man City last week. You know, away to the Portuguese champions and they absolutely battered them, man. Um, so yeah, and even you know, Salzburg could be came pretty close against. I know we get beat over the two games. I say pretty close against, but you know, we didn't look. We went one up in, in Austria. You know, they, they held Bayern Munich last week, so you can even see that as a as a step up and level for those teams. Um, Patrick, what would you say is the biggest things that we can learn from that game last Thursday against Bodo Glimt? Um, I, I said to you, you know, not that we should be modelling or selling Bodo Glimt, but in terms of the way that they're drilled, in terms of the way they're in and out of possession, that they played Ange Ball as we've come to know it pretty well, didn't they last Thursday? They did, they did. Um, they were streetwise as well, you know. I know it was our first competitive game for two and a half months or something, but they were getting cramped left, right and centre, going down, wasting time. And, you know, wasting time could ultimately cost them with that um, goalkeeper getting a yellow card. You know, he's now out for the game on Thursday. And I think that could be a big miss because I think, you know, playing it out from the back and then also being a, a pretty decent shot stopper, I think he was quite crucial with their defending. Um, but you know they are mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details.
This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Uh, I don't want to say they are where we want to be, because I don't think that should be the, the height of our ambitions. You know, Bodo Glimt, no offence to them. You know, they did beat us 3-1 at home, but I don't think they should be where, where, where we aim to be. Um, but as you say, you know, that that European competition, it, it, it has changed the last couple of years. You know, the two times we qualified under Rodgers, I think we only had to play three ties in the qualifying, qualifying rounds. And then the cycle changed and we had to play four. And, you know, that Champions League music plays in the playoff and we still haven't heard it since December 2017. So that shows you that the, the four qualification ties was just too much for us. We couldn't even get to a playoff game. So it, it's incredibly difficult and it's also why the league is so important. Um, especially this season because of the automatic entry. Well, you assume automatic entry as long as whoever wins it also qualifies for it through their league path. Um You've just got to think about the next game and you've got to think, you know, if we play our best stuff, I'd like to think we can at least take it to extra time on Thursday and then just see what happens from there. No, I totally agree with you. I would like us to, to go get the result, you know, to get that 18-year hoodoo off the back. And again, I think it gives the team a great momentum heading into the game at Easter Road. Um, Lawrence, just finally, before we wrap up on this one, probably, around Celtic in, in Europe um, something our game that I've noticed ever more increasingly Matt O'Reilly when he came in was taking corners for us you know and he looked as if he was pretty decent at it and first he even made 12 corners to Bodo zero can you remember anything that we created out of those corners on Thursday night? No, nothing we, we, we don't create a lot you know we don't have a lot uh, a height in the team we're two centre-halves or six foot and if you look through their the history they don't score a lot of goals you know it's one or two a season it's so we don't have a lot of threat there. You know, Riley's one of the taller midfielders, but he's taking the corners. Rogic's one of the tall guys of the team, but he's not a threat in the air. So you know, hopefully, Yakimakis uh, kicks on from his hat trick against Bournemouth Dundee to, to provide a bit of real threat in there. But I think it's something we've continually said we don't seem to get a lot from corners, and conversely, it's maybe why we're so bad at defend them in as well we well, don't have guys that are particularly strong in the air you know if you were to bet on someone scoring a header for us who would it be <laughs> you know it's kind of is there anyone out there that's a favourite Chris, Chris Julian who's on the, the bench Stephen Welsh going to get match time well Stephen Welsh I think might be the last one to do it um, yeah can make you scored a corner at the weekend scored a header at the weekend sorry not a corner yeah so hopefully, hopefully it kicks corner, on though, what Patrick's saying so they hopefully no. kicks on <laughs> Um, Patrick, what was your thoughts on that one with the corners? Even again, I thought Bodo, we saw that of an increasing thing kind of creep into our game again when it was cross, cross, cross and just nothing. Um, it was very frustrating at times last Thursday even with that. Yeah, we seem to, in the games that we are frustrating for ourselves, we seem to end up just crossing it constantly. That St. Bowen game being the, the absolute peak, I think we had something like 60 crosses or something and couldn't get a single goal. Um 
you know, it's obviously what we resort to when it isn't working. Luckily, it paid off against Dundee, but again, at Dundee, set pieces are done are at our our downfall uh, at both ends of the park. You know, we concede from two set pieces, and then I've just checked there. We had eleven corners and didn't do a single thing from them. Twelve, twelve corners. Twelve. No, I'm talking about the Dundee game. Sorry, the Dundee game. Yeah, sorry. I made eleven to two, and and you said against Bodo twelve to zero. You know, Mm -hmm. it's hard to think that they didn't have a corner. It, It just shows that they didn't. Apart from the goals they scored, they didn't really test the goalkeeper. You know, nothing really was palmed out or kicked away. It's it's it was so clinical, and you know the third goal is a sucker punch because it takes such a massive deflection. But it was a downfall last season. You know, we we didn't have a massive problem scoring last season, as bad as we were. It was the it was the goals we conceded, I think, something like 13 out of the 16 halfway through the season were from set pieces, I Or set in rotation, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that counts from, like, throw-ins and corners and, you know, as you say, uh, second attempts and all, all that sort of stuff. But it's been a problem for two years now and it's something that Ange obviously hasn't sorted out. I mean, we concede less goals in the league, granted, but the goals that we do concede are coming from set pieces still. It, we have a real, real problem with this and... You know, at that top level, it's going to cost us. Um, you can't can expect to compete in Europe if you can't defend a corner. No, absolutely. And this leads us on to our next conversation. And it comes in from a Facebook user. Sorry, Lawrence, I'm blocking you just now while I read this out. Our corner conversion is woeful. We're also losing goals in corners with teams who are blocking players and in particular movements to throw us. Hatati playing with his socks on Sunday. Yeah, I noticed that in the sports scene, as if he's fixing his shin guard. Completely switched off when that corner comes in. But Lawrence... Um, before we came on air, there's a you know two hands roomed Matt O'Reilly at the yeah. corner um, that Dundee can convert. What was your take on that? And again, up at Petaudry, I thought the one on Starfield, I think it was. Uh, yeah, possibly Brown and Scotland with a foul. Was a yeah. foul. What, what, what is the difference with the two? Was, What's your thoughts on that one? It's a foul. I think that's why O'Reilly's got his hands out, isn't it? <laughs> Ref, I can't remember where the guy's holding me here. Um, it's a foul. Obviously, I've not got, got them. I'm sure the Press are now going to shout for VAR about that. Both of those uh, will back up their case for VAR. But yeah, both of them players blocked. It's Phil. Listen, we average, I think, about 10 corners a game this season. And <laughs> we really need to do it better. Yeah, it's, whether it's learned, we've got to learn we're going to be blocked, haven't we? You know, and find a way out of it. But then again, O'Reilly's maybe going, well, if I shove him, is the ref going to point to the spot here? It's something you'd expect him to get picked up on, especially when he's got his arms out and he, he's shouting at the ref. Either the ref or the assistant ref should be picking up and the guy's holding him around the waist, stopping him from moving. Mm. You know. It would have been a goal, it would have been a foul. It's both, both games, it's kind of pivotal decisions, isn't it? It's get, dragging the, the other teams back into it. So mm. it's hopefully something that um, the head of ref means having a word about. I'm sure he'll, he'll come out in the press. Yeah, well, Crawford Allen's been quite vocal this season, so if he wants to, you know, pick up these things, he's more than welcome to. Um, Lewis Laird, who, again, I've spoken about on here, if you want to check out any updates about Celtic B team, um, Lewis is your man on Twitter, give him a follow. But he's reminded us, Patrick, that we scored from the short corner or the opening goal on Sunday. Um, that might be something we might look to do more often this season because, yeah, we got that goal from it. It might be, you know, something, if we're not doing it, as we've already said, you know, direct from corners, probably try this more often than not now 
Yeah, and we, we do take a lot of short corners now. Um, I mean, obviously that is something that Angie and the, the backroom staff have identified. I'm, I'm just trying to think the other corners that we've scored this season. You know, Welsh scored one against Hearts and against Real Betis. Carter Vickers scored one against Hibs. Um, I'm trying to think beyond that. I, I can't think of one that's, you know, straight into the box that we've scored from. Uh, but as, as Lewis said, you know, we've got these short corners. We obviously fancy ourselves better keeping the ball on the ground. Um, it's less of a risk, less of a gamble. We know that we're in control of the ball, trying to break a team down. Um, and, it, you know, it worked uh, on Sunday there. And what a finish, by the way, from Yakimakis for that first goal. That was incredible um, to, to turn like that. Um, but yeah, maybe that's what we'll do in future. It doesn't help us defend corners. You know, we're, we're still conceding goals from set pieces. Um, and it can be your downfall at times. Um, so we need to look at the defence, I think, uh, from set pieces. Because it cost us on Sunday and it cost us last season. And it will probably cost us in Europe in the future if we don't get it sorted. I like this idea from Saints Love the Doctor again, our usual t- Tuesday contributor that we should invite a ref on to explain some of the crazy decisions. Um, they're more than welcome, but I don't think they'd be, they'd be interested in coming on here um, to, to talk about decisions. But um, let's get to the meat and bones of Sunday afternoon. It was obviously a disappointment in Europe. On Thursday, Lawrence, we had the chance to go three points to the top of the table. Um, there was a bit of pressure on the team. We went one down, um, just covered there. But we rose to the occasion, and Jackie Marcus is the man of the moment for us. Yeah, he can certainly, certainly take an elbow to the face, can't he? You know, he's been <laughs> open. Uh, again, must be a ref and assistant ref, but three goals, you know, three first time touches, left foot, right foot header. We just need to do it against, as well as teams at the bottom of the table, we won't be doing it against teams at the top of the table or near the top of the table. Uh, not, not the top, we want to remain there. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think Yakimakis, since the Rangers game, really kicked on. I thought Rangers was his best performance, but it, it, it's all about just picking up the three points in the, these games. You know, seeing it as a, a mini league and, and, until the split. If you can win every game through the split, you know, you get a chance to breathe. And then we'll see what way, uh, way the fixture list falls, who we're visiting more often than not. Yeah. But it was just about three points. We've we done, it, done it the hard way, but. You know, the team's dragged on our performance out. It's not bad for a 60-minute team with all these late goals. Yeah, team full of... What was it, the phrase that came up last night in Twitter pass out? Was it workers or something like that? Grafters? Something like that. Workies, I think it might have been. Oh, um, eight, eight consecutive league wins, Patrick. 21 games in the league unbeaten. Um, what what was your take on that? Because, again, I'm totally agreement with Lawrence here. Whether it's 3-2, 1-0... 8-7, I don't really care how we're winning games just now, as long as we're getting three points. That is the main thing for Celtic. Yeah, I mean, as long as you play well and get three points, because they use support a football team if they're not going to play well and win the game. If it's a boring one nothing, it's not much entertainment. And as, you know, Jock, Steen and Betty all said, you're there to entertain. Um, that's the most important thing. And, it, you know, we are entertaining. Ange Ball is entertaining. And we are also getting the three points. I think it's quite interesting every time there's been pressure on us. We've either slipped up or left it late. You know, that Livingston game, we had a, we had a chance to win it after the 90 minutes with that penalty. And unfortunately for Yakimakis, he probably takes the worst penalty of his, of his entire career to date. Um, Dundee United, obviously, 
Uh, we'll leave it until at, uh, injury time as well. And then at the weekend there, we'll leave it till the 86th minute. And all three times, you know, you, you look at the stats, the expected goals and total shots and stuff, possession, passes. We deserve to win all three games. Uh, we didn't, we only won two. But, you know, that's, that's football, isn't it? Um, so we've taken our chances thus far. We're three points ahead. We're 31 points away from a title. Um, we just need to keep on playing our best football, picking up three points. And, you know, if we play the way that we did at Easter Road the last time, I'll take a 3-1 victory again. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was good to get that hoodoo off the back. Um, it's always a tough place to go. Um, Sean Maloney, you know, touched on it earlier, Lawrence, good one at the weekend for them against Ross County. But, uh, you know, a very different game against ourselves. Um, somebody's come in here on YouTube to comment. Good to see we can grind out results. Former champions, I totally agree with that one. Um, I just hope it's sustainable for the next... 11 games that we can continue to do that or even you know, raise our level a bit in games. Yeah, Lauren, it's going to come to you in this one. Um, Ryan Kelly has come in to ask uh, how can we manage to get Julian fully back in the team again? Neither for the fact that we find ourselves in the title running stage of the season, is it worth taking a chance on him? I know you had thoughts on this in January, Lawrence, but as he stands, he's obviously still a Celtic player. He's on the bench. Another clip came out yesterday but he's talking about his recovery back into the team. What is the type of games that he's going to get the chance in? Because Bodo, I don't think, is the type of game to give him the chance in. Easter Road's not the type of game. As a game like St Mum at home, the game to play Chris Julian and, you know, be the Tate in centre-half, or is that something that we just shouldn't be even thinking about at this point in time? And even if we're going to do that, should it not be Stephen Welsh that's to the Tate in centre-half instead of Chris Julian? Well, I think Welsh is ahead of him. You know, the only time Julian's going to get any minutes is if we're two or three up and he'll come on and get 15, 20 minutes. It's, what, 13, 14 months now since the last kicked the ball? Yeah, you know, in the first team, uh, he, he's going to be miles off it. He, he got, what, 15 minutes? But, but it's, he's, he's, I think he's going to be miles off the pace, and I don't think he'll get... I don't I don't think he'll get in, into the team again. Uh, not his first choice for the rest of this season. And then it'll leave us with the summer to kind of decide uh, what we do with him with a year on his contract. But yeah, Julian's it. I, I think he's, he's yesterday's man uh, at this stage. If we keep a hold of Cameron Carter Vickers, uh, hopefully Angie's looking for a left hand sided centre half because you know, Stafford's a right hand side centre half, he's just he's playing out of position. He's so I can't see Julian getting any meaningful minutes, shall we say? Yeah, the only time I can think see him playing is off the bench when we're two or three up. Yeah, uh, you know, I think there's going to be limited chances, Patrick, to, to give him that opportunity. Even now, Scottish Cup game away at Tannadice is not the one to be trying out things and trying to give players uh, game time. Um, you know, we're talking about centre-half there. Uh, Patrick, I'll come to you in this one. We saw Tony Ralston and Josip Juranovic, um again as full-backs at the weekend, Greg Taylor, not in the team. Um, what were your thoughts on that one? Is that something you think we could possibly go back to? The goal, the third goal obviously comes from from Tony Ralston, and I'm going to give him some real uh, praise here, and I think he's really due it. Um, big, big moments for us this season. He's a big moment player. 20 appearances, four goals, seven assists. That assist on Sunday, he went top of our assist chart over Abada and Rogic. He really has been playing out his skin for us this season. Um, he's a player that I think Ange can trust. I certainly trust him when he's in that team. Is it that we go back to, to Tony Ralston and Josip Iranovic? Is that something you think we could possibly see in Thursday night? 
Possibly, possibly. Um, I'd be quite worried if I was Greg Taylor because, you know, we all know that he played badly um, or certainly had a bad performance. But for the manager to actually drop him and play someone out of position, you know, it must, that must hurt as a football player, um, especially when it's Dundee and, you know, as much as a bad game, you probably fancy Greg Taylor to do okay against Dundee, especially at home. Um, but no, as you say, uh, I, I think he will. Uh, that's probably why he done it against Sunday, actually, uh, to sort of test it out and make sure Jovanovic still feels comfortable in that position. Um, full credit to Ralston, I think. What was that? 11 goal, goal, uh, goal contributions, four goals, seven assists this season. You read out four there. Four goals, seven assists. He's top of the charts. There you go. And it also shows, you know, just how important that position is for us. You know, I think we've got the, by far the most cutbacks in the league, uh, and it shows you. Your goals come uh, come from cutbacks. If your second choice right back has seven assists, um, I think Ralston at right back is arguably better than Greg Taylor at left back, and we know that Jovanovic at left back is better than Greg Taylor at left back. So, I think that probably is the selection uh, for Thursday. It's evidently a target for us in the transfer window this summer. You know, if we want to take that next level, we probably need to sign at least. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. You know, two or three players, maybe four, and I think that's probably one of the three or four positions we'll be looking at. Um, in my opinion, Steen nineteen sixty seven comes in on YouTube to say Fort Juranovic left impacted the whole balance of the team at the weekend. He doesn't think it would work against quality opposition. Johnny Ryan is agreeing with that, and that he thinks that Taylor will be back in on Thursday. Um, Lawrence, what's your take on this? Who do you think will be at left back, and who do you think will be at right back when we go to De Bodo? On Thursday, do you think that the balance of the team was upset? Um, Patrick mentioned earlier that Dundee targeted that left-hand side. Um, what, what was your thoughts on that one? I definitely think the balance of the team's upset. It means your left-hand centre backs right-footed and your left-backs right-footed. So, you know, your back balls are all predominantly right-footed. So it doesn't upset the balance. And that's maybe why, you know, Dundee played to it. I know they've got maybe the new manager bounce, but let's not forget, you know, that they're bottom of the league, Dundee, and... Although, you know, we won, it, it wasn't wholly convincing. So I'd expect to see Taylor coming back in at left-back. And, you know, I'd probably leave Ralston in at right-back just now. It's a fair shout. Um, you know, Daniels came in there to see third time's assist in the league by Tony Boy. Fair play to him, because I think at the start of the season, we keep getting back to this. None of so, um, you know, becoming such an important player for us um, that he is. And he seems to always be like to be involved in the the late goal, obviously the one up at, at Dingwall, um, the place went absolutely crazy, and then he gets that assist at the weekend. But again, you, you saw even Juranovic at that point pass it, bombing down that right hand side. And he, if you look back at the unique angle, Juranovic is kind of a bit frustrated with the ball, and Ralston gets the ball over, and Jakimakis gets his header, and he's hatting and, and wins the game. Um, it's six goals, Patrick, from five starts for Georges Jakimakis um, since that miss against Livingston. It was a perfect hat-trick, left, right, um, sorry, 
right left, I think it was. Um try to think cut that ball in the ball, I think it was right left and in the header. Um how important can he be for us for the rest of this season if he stays fit? Because you know, I disagree with Lawrence in the point what he was saying about him earlier, I think have not having that pre season uh, affected him. He's came back in after January, he's worked hard, he's got his head down. And at this point in time I, I certainly agree with what Lawrence said that his second choice if Kyogo's back, when that'll be, I hope it's in the coming weeks, he's probably second choice to Kyogo. But if he keeps up this form, you know, there's no reason why Kyogo merits just to walk into the team if Jakimakis is scoring goals every week. But you know how important Kyogo for the hash can be to us, but it won't be easy for him to get back in. And again, I think that'll improve his game when he comes back in, that there's somebody pushing there. I think Andrew's the type to drop Jakimakis immediately, as soon as Kyogo's fit. You think so? Um, yep. He dropped Ralston for the cup final after he I scored the ninety seventh minute winner. I I think he'll be totally worthless and put Kyogo straight back in as soon as he's fit. That might not be for another month. I, I think it, it might not be for another month. Yeah, it'll probably depend what Juranovic does between uh, sorry, Yakamakis does between now and when Kyogo's fit. If he scores a hat trick in every game, I think he'll probably keep his yeah. position. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's a hat-trick against Dundee, bottom of the league. But if he does it against higher-quality opposition, you know, if he, if he goes to Ibrox and scores a, a hat-trick, you're go, it's going to be hard to take him out of the team then. So we need him to do it against higher-level opposition and more consistently. I think I think Kyle goes maybe three or four weeks away. I think he'll put him straight back in, in my opinion. I, I think when, you know, we, we go to Ibrox and something like... Uh, four and a half weeks, five and a half weeks, I can certainly see Kyle go playing in that game oh, yeah. if he's fit. I totally, totally agree with that, but again, it's about rotation with the two of them, and I'm just saying that I don't think Kyogo walks in and keeps throughout the team completely. Jack and Marcus has already proved as well. Uh, later stages of games, they might be quite effective in coming on 60, 70 minutes. You know, he holds the ball up quite well, and he's a big physical presence, and we can see that he knows where the net is. Um, and again, where, where does Maeda fit in all of this? Because we're talking about Kyogo, we're talking about Jack and Marcus. Seen him play out in the wing at the weekend, Patrick. Um, to me, fully fit everybody firing. Your front three is Kyogo, Abada and Jota. So where does Maeda come in and all of that? Well, he's he's certainly the third choice striker. Um, when it comes to left winger, he's probably second choice to Jota. Um, but, you know, Jota can play either side. It just gives us options. You know, I don't think there's any cause for concern. He, he's still not our player, technically. I know we've got an obligation to buy him, but he still is technically a loan player just now. Um, I can see him probably being our first choice left winger next season, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, there was a lot of noise about Jota in December and January. It's sort of quieting down now. I think if, if it's between him and Carter Vickers, I think we're probably going to move for Carter Vickers first. Um, I would love us to sign them both. I want us to sign them both. I can't see it happening, if I'm being honest. So I, I can definitely see Maeda being maybe our first choice left winger next season. Uh, for the rest of this season, you know, he's, he's an incredibly quick player, great at pressing the ball. He's making those runs in the box. You know, he made so many runs against Bodo and we just couldn't find him. You know, our build-up play just wasn't good enough. We're sort of creating half chances and eventually does get his goal. But, you know, if, if, we, if we're able to create chances, he'll get on the end of them. Um, so it's good to have an option. Uh, who can play in striker and left wing but I don't think he's a first choice starter as you say Yeah I think he's done really well though since he's came in you know I think that there needs to be 
people shouldn't have any expectation. You know, Kyogo came in and had the ground absolutely run, and it must be very difficult to to come to, to Scotland, you know, halfway around the world from Japan. And um, he finished top goal scorer in the league in there, so he certainly knows how he scored goals. It's just about giving a guy time. And, and from what I've seen, I think he could be a top, top quality player from Celtic. You know, Jacques Marcus gets that second goal from a, a decent ball in from him. It's a cracking header at the weekend. I saw both what he can do. And I think he's a very important player, you know, in terms of rotation going forward here. Dyson Maeda can be a real top player for us um, in the coming weeks and can be a really important player and hopefully going on to win that league championship. Um, Lawrence Near Beaton came on uh, for a wee cameo at the weekend. I think everybody in the stadium, um, apart from Ange Postacoglu, probably questioned it when he came on himself. A bad at home, Roger all went up the park. But I thought it was excellent when he came on. It was the player that we definitely needed in there. He did that anchor role very well. And I think for me, looking forward to Thursday, I'd definitely be playing near Beaton on Thursday and letting Callum McGregor push a wee bit further forward. What's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, natural position for for Beaton. It's position he excels in. So, yeah, I think he's probably option to have there. Callum, I do like him further forward. I don't know how much this the mask is affecting Callum and what he can see and and his contribution to the team. But, he's commented yeah. on that. He said that after the Rangers game that his vision wasn't as you know perfect as it usually is without that. So. It's obviously an issue to an extent, not a big issue, but it is there. But no worries about playing beat on there. But just going back to Maeda, I, I think the way Ange plays, you're going to need to change a front, front three at some point during the game. He asked them to do an awful lot of work, doesn't he? So it's, I think they'll all get a chance. Uh, it, it's just getting up to speed. We, we forget the Japanese guys are like a season and a half now without a break, aren't they? It's, mm-hmm. it's maybe the amount of football's telling on them a wee bit. I don't know, but I think a forward players, you know, that front three will all get a chance, won't it? And then it's just a matter of taking it and being ready for it. He's uh, really quick, closes down. Yeah, can see him play in the left, can see him play through the middle. Same with Kyogo. Maybe the, the, it'll be interesting to see the two of them in the team together. I, I think, you know, they'll link up well. Because... I think that's maybe what's missing. Kind of the link up sometimes between the front players isn't as what you'd want it to be. You, you know, you get kind of get back to Sutton and Hearts, and it was almost telepathic, wasn't it? Do we have kind of that between the players and the team just now? I'm not too sure, but maybe it will come with game time. But I look forward to seeing Maiden Kyogo. Maybe we'll have a couple of games to spare at the end of this because we're 30 points away from winning the league, aren't we? Yeah. I'm with the Sabina goal difference, I, I just know yeah. it's 11 games. I, I'm not doing the maths too quickly. Oh, yet, if, if, we win 10 of our, if we win 10 of our games, we'll, we'll win. Yeah, we've got a nine goal advantage, so it is, it's basically 30 points. I. So, so you'd be beating so, the Rangers in one of the games if you win 10? That is true, aye. So, yeah. so you'd be six so points ahead. Yeah. It all depends. One game at a time. It's one game at a time. You can't look at this fixture list. You know, I think a lot of people would have looked at Dundee and Sunday and thought, bottom of the league. Yeah, Mark McGee's came in as a new gaffer, but that'll be an easy three points. So look how that turned out. It's not going to be easy this running. We've still got to go to Easter Road again and still got to go to the Spaghetti Ad, two places that we've struggled with in the past. And um, Hopefully, again, it's about getting uh, Hoodoo's gone, hopefully, this season. That could be put right on Thursday. We've already done the Easter Road this year. Uh, this season, sorry, not this year. That was obviously last uh, year in October. Um, hopefully, that's another one to tick off. Um, that bottom six, though, is going to be sc- scraping for points, aren't they? Yeah, no it's, one very to it's very, very tight. It's very, very tight. 
I suppose you don't really want to be facing the bottom six just now because, I mean, even I think if you look at the tables, they're probably better than like the team's 40, yeah, 3 5 in terms of their, their last six results. I think down there, they're all fighting for their lives, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Brown Ward has just come in to say he thinks that Maeda could have had a hatchet against him. He's certainly getting into the positions, and I think he will. You know, kick on. Not that he's not already kicked on because he scored. You know, his scoring record's very good. His assists are, are fairly decent as well too. So I think there's still plenty of time to rotate. I agree with you, Lawrence. You know, the front three that played over in Fenwick Varrells looks as if they complemented very well. It'll be interesting to see how Kyogo uh, links up with Maeda when he comes back into the side. When that will be, we don't know. Um, Patrick near Beaton. What's your thoughts on that one? He didn't give the ball away once when he came on at the weekend. I know you're not his biggest fan. But in European football, I think at times maybe we need that anchor just to give the back four a bit of protection. He stole the game in Leverkusen, near Beaton on Thursday night in Norway. Yes or no? I don't know, is the honest answer. Um, I never know. asked for that. I don't know. I said yes or no. Ah, uh, well, it's, it's all you're getting, I'm afraid, because we didn't match them for for tempo, for playing our own game. I think our, our own game's a lot slower when near Beaton plays. So it's whether we fancy ourselves to match them and outplay them or whether we just sort of try and contain them and hope that our five forward players can create something. Um, and it, it's down to Ange, you know. I'm not sure what he'll do. One thing I will say is I really hope that Hatati and uh, Yakimakis start. I, I'd find it hard to imagine him dropping Yakimakis after after Sunday. But, you know, if he's got if he's got a plan in his head, he'll stick to it, definitely. He totally believes in what he's doing. I would definitely start Hatati, though I thought he was a big miss. Um, I know he's uh, he was caught fixing his shin pads at the first goal at the weekend, but hopefully we won't give them a lot of set pieces. Uh, they've no corners, obviously. So I'd, I'd certainly go with Hatati and McGregor. Who fills that other space, I'm not too sure. Um, but if he plays Beaton, I'll have no complaints as long as he plays him in midfield. Yeah, um, 100%. We've seen near Beaton feature too much for sales in European football. It's centre-half. I don't think there's a chance of that, but I'd certainly give him the game in midfield. Um, again, a player who seems to be the forgotten manager, Suki Edeguchi, um came on against Hibs, uh, you know, featured against Alawa. If it wasn't for that crunching challenge at Bentes, it's here. It won't be Thursday. Definitely won't be Thursday. Bentes, it's here again. But he gets game time, I do think that... Uh, he thinks he'll probably get a chance at one point and then the team are very interested to see how he plays. He was one of the ones, I think, Patrick, that people said it was fair, fair whack of money that we'd paid for him. Um, so it'll be interested to see how he plays. Lawrence, looking towards Thursday, what would be your starting 11? Is it important to, to test Bodo early and try and get an early goal to put us in the front foot? It's going to be tough, as I say. Um, I was talking to J.P. Taylor yesterday who'd been over there to, to have a look about. He's posted a an image in Twitter, Patrick, you said it looks a bit like a shed to get into the ground. It's going to be a bit like Gayfield and it's all open. It'll be a cold wind coming through. Um, is it just getting that early goal and trying to test out a team who's not played in three months and seeing if we can put them under a bit of pressure at, at, their, uh, at their own backyard? Yeah, it'll be no surprise that we're going to play attacking football under Ange and, and go for an early goal. You know, if you get the early goal, there's only one in it, so... It's all to play for. You know, if we score the first five, ten minutes, Bodo might, you know, might get a bit worried. You know, it puts a different complexion on it for, for them. My team, I would have Hart and Goals, Taylor, 
Starfelt, Carter Vickers, Ralston, I'd play Beaton, Rio, Rogic, Yota, Yakimakis, and Abada. I'd give Kalmak a rest and keep him on the bench. I can't see that happening. I think Kalmak's the integral part of that Celtic team, part of my team. I'm not saying that'd be Andrew's but, team, mate. That no, would no. Be mine. But, um, I, I think he'll play on, on Thursday. I think it'll be Joe Hart and Dole. I think it'll be a back four of Anthony Nelson, Cameron Carter Vickers, Carol Starfield, Josip Juranovic. I think Kalmak. Um, Matt O'Reilly possibly near Beaton in the midfield and I think up top Jota, Abada and Giacomakis is what I fancy in first day Patrick what do you think about that is that an Ange looking team possibly but I don't think he'll go for Beaton I think you know he backs Ryan, the style of play Ryan's agreeing with me in this one by the way too so I'm getting a bit of support in this well I, d- I didn't think I'd be shouting, chanting for near <laughs> Beaton after Christmas in Europe eh uh, Last season, but hey, hope here they are. I think I think we'd be playing a totally different style if we were to start near Beaton. We'd, we'd be setting up to contain them instead of trying to outplay them. And you know, we failed to outplay them in the first leg. I think we'll want to outplay them in the second leg to prove something, if nothing else, to prove it to ourselves that we can and are capable of doing so. So I'd start the the three that started the derby: um, Hatati, O'Reilly, McGregor. Okay. Um, and I'd go with Yakimaki, Shota, Abada up front in the same back five that you went with, Juranovic, left-back. Yeah, I think that's a possibility. I think that might have been why we looked at that at the weekend um, to see if it still worked out. But um, in Ange, we trust. I hope that Celtic get that victory on Thursday. It'll be a tough journey through to Easter Road if we can pick up the result over in Norway. Um, I think it'll put us in a good uh, place come the game at Easter Road. But again... We shall be back tomorrow with the usual bulletin. Thursday, the bulletin, all the match coverage will be there. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel. Give the video a like. Thank you to everyone who's commented today. It's uh, always appreciated. And thank you for watching us on A Celtic State of Mind. Phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022, and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com/internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.